Hi everybody, welcome to Spark Shifts, a recap of insights you can bank on. I'm your host, Michael Ash. For today's episode, we're going to be speaking with Marco Moiso, a brilliant advertising planner from London, England, and get his thoughts on the pre-launch of the Apple Watch. Marco recently won the Top Dog Award from the Miami Ad School and is internationally recognized for his consumer insights. question I have for you is why would someone buy the Apple Watch? I, you know, as you know, in you know, in marketing, uh, when you're launching a new product, you're looking at opinion leaders, opinion formers. Um, by definition, opinion leaders are a minority in society who's capable of influencing, influencing the majority of the society. Now, when it comes to the Apple Watch, um, I think that they've done, uh, they're doing something incre- incredibly clever uh, because they've got uh, a range of uh, watches that can really appeal to different audiences. So while in the past opinion leaders in the technology industry would buy a product, the first, the first edition of the product, it, now these marketers, people have learned that it's worth waiting. So what is that? did in a very, very clever way, they've developed the gold watch. And the gold watch is not targeting opinion leaders in the tech industry, but it's targeting opinion leaders in the fashion industry. Can you hear me? Now, as you've guessed it, our first Skype interview with somebody abroad didn't go so well. So for the rest of this podcast, I'm going to recap what Marco and I spoke about. According to Marco, historically, High-end watches are a symbol for long-lasting status, whereas with Apple Watches, we're looking at products we have to charge at least 16 hours a day. We're looking at products we need to update in time because the software and hardware won't be up to date. There's a bit of a clash in terms of something that represents longevity, and this product cannot make the statement for the points of parity and points of difference. For those who are unfamiliar with points of parity and points of difference, it goes like this. Points of difference are benefits consumers strongly associate with a brand in terms of exclusiveness. And points of parity are associations a brand may share with other competitors so consumers can gauge the difference. Usually, high-end watches differ from one another from a tangible perspective as well. For example, the weight, the jewels, the casing, and etc. The real breakthrough will be to see the next generation of Apple Watch because then we'll see how the company will optimize the user interface, functionalities, and make sure that the watch will have some longevity. That's when Apple Watch will become a much more interesting product and will have a much more interesting proposition. In my opinion, seeing Apple as a fashion statement really started with the hiring of Angela Ahrens from Burberry. Then we gradually saw partnerships with brands like Bentley, possibly because of Sir Jonathan Ive, and then ads in GQ and most recently in Vogue in China, where the company is betting on the affluent elite to purchase the higher-end models like the Gold Watch. Relying on the fashion thought leaders, like Marco said, could possibly be the reason the Apple Watch is not going to be just another wearable. Today, the pre-orders of the Apple Watch sold out within a few hours, and some people are already calling it a success story. But the bigger story still remains. Where is society heading? And why are consumers choosing Apple 
as it diversifies itself as a lifestyle brand. Will we see an Apple perfume one day? An Apple car? The answer lies in Apple Campus 2. For more information, please email us at info at sparkshifts.org. Until next time, thank you for listening.